0: this is monster of the week
1: i'm jeremy greer
0: it's with chris and jeremy i'm chris Mosier. sam's got kicks and the angels got on petty's house of pinatas cinnamon speaking
1: rest in peace break home This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Even the worst ones, Chris. Mm-hmm. Even the worst episode of Supernatural. We still have to show up at our at our podcast jobs and and do the dirt and do the work and, and get into it and talk about this god awful episode we're about to have to discuss.
0: Even the episode of Supernatural that isn't an episode of Supernatural.
1: It's I mean it's it's barely it's I mean, Sam and Dean are in it. Not much, but they are in Mm it, and and you know, Cass shows up or not shows up, but Cass appears at some point, so that's nice. But uh, man, it's just it's not an episode of Supernatural, Chris. It's just not. uh... It's not.
0: Um, What do you? And I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say right off the bat here, I didn't write a road so far. I'm looking at my notes, and I went, oh no, I didn't write a road so far. And you know what? I usually do when I realize that is I flounder and I panic. Uh, That's you know that's just sort of him. But I you know I don't even fucking care. Who gives? Who gives a heck? We we don't need a road so far. I don't think we need a road so far. Sam and Um, Dean are hunters. Hunters are uh, people who wear flannel and kill monsters. There you go.
1: There you go. That's all we really need to know. Um, Before we get too far into uh, bashing this episode uh, completely, let's thank all of our (laughs) lovely people over at Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week for supporting the show and all of the other shows that we do. Uh, Most recent Patreon member is Connor, so thank you, Connor. We really appreciate you you. Um if you donate some dollars over there you get a variety of benefits like access to our hip happening discord server you can get episodes of this podcast early you can get a bunch of exclusive podcast only available to patreon members mm-hmm. uh so go check all of that stuff out it's very very cool uh Chris this is usually when i ask you what's been happening in season 9 yeah. but like i mean what i mean shifters <laughs> that are shifters. not actual supernatural shifters are, are around some vampires different brand. yeah there's, um, a, there's a there's a gen, I guess
0: right uh we're you know, coming off it's
1: funny you know what's funny actually and I, I just realized this they don't do a road so they don't do a then in this episode
0: oh yeah because this is just straight up a different episode of a different tv show like yes. it's not with with sam and dean in it like it's not it's it's i mean it's a backdoor pilot on on paper we should we should explain
1: that in a few minutes yeah
0: on paper this is a good idea this is this is a good i mean they did it with wayward sisters um and on paper this is a good idea this idea uh, like okay we want to do something in the supernatural universe we want to keep this ball rolling and we don't know how long supernatural itself is going to be on so we want to make it make sure it's different we don't want it to just be like you know the side piece or the side kick to supernatural where it's just like people hunting monsters in the same kind of way I get that. I get that. So they go, okay. Um, what about a uh, a city that's run by uh, an underground group of monsters, and and those monster families are at war with each other. Okay, weird, but uh, I mean, all right. It sounds like the originals, which is another show on the CW. Um, but that's you got to do what you got to do, man. Um, and then throw Sam and Dean in the mix, throw some other hunters in the mix. Yeah, it sure, sounds interesting. But it just it 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 doesn't it doesn't stick the landing on even um, one of those points.
1: So let, let me get out. Let me get out of get this description out of the way and we can we can discuss this in detail. Um, So this is season nine episode 20 bloodlines. This was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by our boy Robert Singer aired on April 29th 2014 Sam and Dean investigate monster families in Chicago Sam and De- Chris. I need you to um like like like, hold on for a little while. This is going to take a while.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: Sam and Dean investigate a case in Chicago where they discover that various mafia-esque fa- monster families are, unknown to humans, running the underbedly of Chicago. One is a family of shapeshifters run by Margot Lassiter, whose leadership is thrown into question when her brother David returns home. The other reigning family in town is made up of werewolves, led by Julian Duvall. While in Chicago, Sam and Dean meet Ennis, a man with a personal vendetta against the monsters. The Winchesters warn Ennis about heading into the Hunter Lifestyle, but Ennis refuses to listen and starts <laughs> out. a day dangerous path honestly that's that's it like we okay we're done here right like we don't mm-hmm. really need to talk mm-hmm. about this anymore um so yeah as as chris mentioned this is a this is a backdoor pilot the idea was to have this show um or have this idea of monster families in chicago and to spin that off into its own cw show and it feels that way like everything about this is so CW and kind mm-hmm. of cheesy. And I know that appeals to people, and I'm not necessarily like dissing that, but like there's a reason I don't watch the originals or the vampire diaries or right, anything like right. that. Like, well, that, see, that's, that's a great s-
0: example. That's that's I can give you a great example of this. I used to watch the vampire diaries when I was a freshman in college, when I would come home um from you know from college. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I would I, I I can't remember how it started, but I randomly started watching the like DVR episodes of Vampire Diaries with my sister. And then at a certain point, I just was like, for like two or three seasons, I just liked that show. And it's really schlocky, it's really corny, it's really melodramatic teen CW shit. But I think, and maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but I felt like it knew what it was and it was playing into that really well. Whereas this is like trying to like ape that same CW formula, but like just it's it's just taking itself like seriously. It's trying to treat itself like it is supernatural, but while also being this this teen drama it was very it's the the tone that this strikes is really strange whereas you look at the vampire diaries which i might look back at it's been like 10 years i might look back at that and say oh yeah no no, that show sucked but it felt like it was really it was really corny and it knew it was and that was fine and i was just i was able to get wrapped up in like the soap drama soap opera drama of it all and and that's all
1: fine i just like for me personally i like when i see like a bunch of pretty people pretending to be monsters and there's not like a I guess if you forgive the pun, like there's not a lot of teeth to it. Like I need, Uh I need there to uh be, I need it to be ratcheted up a little bit, especially like coming off of stuff like true blood, which was all of that stuff with the soap opera, but like rated R and like Mm -hmm. violent and messy and gross and, 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 and wild and weird where, which I'd never felt like these shows could ever get to. And I, I want to say like me and autumn watched a season of a TV show where there was like a gated community of monsters or something. And we like, we got either all the way through (laughs) it or most of the way through it. We're like, yeah, we're, I just don't care anymore and uh this episode specifically feels a lot like those shows for for better or for worse mm-hmm. i uh i, I just man I, it was so hard to pay attention to what was going on and there's some just egregious like mechanical problems with this like mm-hmm. you kept calling out like i can't believe a director was like cut okay that's it we're good and then walked away from it like there's some bad acting in this there's some really yeah. hammy writing There's i some- don't know
0: if it's like if it's just bad acting, or if I just feel bad for these actors, because it's it's such a mess on every level, and every character feels so flat, and I, and I disliked them almost instantly. And it's rare that you look at a, a character, or you hear them like speaking, and then you instantly dislike them. Because, again, I really can only draw on the Vampire Diaries for a comparison to this. Season 1, episode 1, especially of Supernatural, like the pilot of Supernatural, is a little bit corny where Sam is like, you know, dad put a forty-five under my pillow, or whatever. like, he goes through the whole exposition thing and it's, and it's really cheesy, but you go, whatever, it's episode one, I'll get over it. And with shows like this, especially, I think you allow it a little bit of that corniness. You go, well, these, these actors, they don't know who their characters are yet, they've been cast because they have a pretty face, and let's try and, you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and hope things work out. Um, but this, it just, everyone feels flat, I don't feel like I know everyone. I got certain characters confused more than once, I couldn't tell if it was a different actor. If it's just all these same looking people, it was, um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to go through this, man.
1: It, it, it is. And I like our usual coverage, um, that we, the way we approach Supernatural as, as a podcast, um, is we go through it kind of beat by beat. We, and I think that what the reason that people listen to us is because we, while we are, uh, making jokes about Sam's gigantic darks, or you know Sam's hair, or just Sam in general. Mostly, it's, us- Sam. it's usually Sam. <laughs> um, but while we're doing that, like when the opportunity arises for us to get into some into some drama or into some like emotional relationship or into some uh, some great cosmic thing that the show is doing, we we get into that. And so this show has none of the normal supernatural stuff. Uh, even some of the things that we are used to seeing, like shifters, are so totally different than like what we have seen in the show before. Like the biggest example is like they don't they don't have to shed their skin to shift and Which like is one of
0: the the creepiest and coolest parts it, about shifters absolutely. and supernatural. Yeah. Like that episode in the bank uh with the you know the the laser eyes or whatever i can't remember what that episode is called since season two they all get locked in the bank that guy thinks he's seeing like lizard men or like robots yeah, or abs- something absolutely yeah that they episode nice where at yeah. the very end yeah yeah, yeah. They, they keep finding like skin in different places as like the, the plot thickens yeah. like it's such that's such a good episode and they use the monster aspect of it so well like that felt like a good x-files episode and then you look at this and it's like one bland handsome man transforming into another bland handsome man and like it's like oh you like me better blonde okay i'll change my hair to blonde because like when can shifters just change their hair color are they super saiyans what's going on
1: and and i think that's going to be the problem with this with covering this episode is that there's there's very little sam and dean stuff to to delve into there's very little season nine or supernatural in general stuff to delve into and you could probably like i think that you and i could probably get into this episode and like talk about these various relationships. But I kind of don't want to, because I mean, this show never goes anywhere. None of these characters mm-hmm. ever appear again. Nope. None of these hooks that they're setting up are are ever brought home. None, nothing in this episode actually matters. We don't see any of these people again. And they spend a lot of time on the emotional the oh, lives yeah. and inner workings of these various families. And it's, you know, it, it's just not very cool. (laughs) Like, it's not, it's not fun. It's not really that interesting. I don't care that a vampire and a werewolf are like making out with each other. And then the older brother's vampire, you know, didn't want the werewolf to mess up their blood or whatever the fuck it was. Whatever, whatever. I don't, I mean, like, and I'm struggling to like, like the, the plot of this is a, a audience insert gets exposed to this and his girlfriend is killed by the, by something that he thinks is a monster. And it turns by out Wolverine just, is what I, I thought it was it's, Wolverine. For it's a definitely while. Wolverine. Like he's got three claws and yeah. it just turns out to be a dude who's so mad at the monsters that have apparently killed his son somehow, that he's willing to kill other innocents in order to kill the monsters. back. He's
0: like trying to start a monster war. So they'll kill each other. I yes. think that's his whole goal. That's his um, whole goal. Is, like that's hunters wouldn't do that, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, and it's, and it's, and it's just like I, I, you see it coming a mile away. the The audience insert character, which is this character of Ennis, uh, number one, looks so much like Drake. And I, I don't want to. I don't want people to think I'm being a racist here. He just looks like Drake. Like he the does, dude just does. looks like Drake. I couldn't stop. Like I had an idea f- for a little while. And I just didn't have enough time to set it up. Like I wanted to get a Drake soundboard. And as we were talking about this episode, just like pop in Drake songs as you were you were talking about about Ennis. But yeah, that's too much effort. I
0: was trying to figure out why he. Um sometimes sounded a little bit weird, and I was like, is that what a Chicago accent sounds like and i just don't know but he has a british (laughs) accent uh and the other main male lead david has an australian accent and he he holds it down a little bit better but i think that explains why their performances are slightly more like silted it's because like they're they're trying to do american accents at the same time and like i said i don't even want to like talk shit about these people because i just felt bad for them i was like this sucks that you got cast for this thing and you're like yeah you know i'm hopeful that maybe something will happen with this and it turned out to be this um because i expected i was excited about this back when this first aired I was talking to my friend my dad saying we're going to we're going to get a, a second supernatural show I hope it's good because I really like supernatural
1: yeah, um, yeah I remember I remember having those conversations online by this point I think Autumn had checked out of supernatural so I was on my own for this, but uh, yeah. like I was talking to people online, and, and had to take like,
0: it to the forums. Yeah. yeah, I had to go to uh, the
1: fucking forums, man. I'm the TVIV <laughs> slash Supernatural.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> shout I, out I to our girl Audrey for for posting that thread
1: every year. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was on the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was I was looking forward to to whatever this was be, and I expected it to be an episode of Supernatural, like you know last week's episode, where Sam and Dean are still central to it. It is something that they're involved in, but then you have Alex and Jody, who are characters that I mean, obviously Jody's pre-established, but you have Alex, who's a new character, and with the two of them, we get something. You know, it introduces us to characters into relationships, um, into a situation. Like that that could have been the spinoff. Like this girl who runs away from her vampire family, and now like She's on the run with a cop, or whatever. even if it's just her, and then her friends and her high school ex-boyfriend, or whoever who is like secretly into werewolves. And there's this—I dr- would have bought into that more than I bought into the, what we got, because it was still an episode of Supernatural. And at the end of the day, this is an episode of another show that has Sam and Dean in it, and like it—that's that's a fundamental difference as to why I think that right from the get-go we can't connect to this. Um, I will say the best moment of the episode is how we 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 go from following Ennis. He goes to this restaurant, he runs into some like tough fellas, and he goes, you know what, we're getting out of this fancy restaurant. He goes to this girlfriend, he goes to propose to her, just as he's about to say yes. Wolverine kills her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bummer.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, not It's not the first, and it won't be the last time Wolverine has interrupted a proposal <laughs> by killing the bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: So that, like, that's a drag, and then it cuts to him, like, oh, then we see some monster drama, there's there's different monster families, and somebody's been murdered, blah, 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 and then it's back to this kid Ennis, and he is at the police station, and he's being interviewed. I hope
1: hope you're about to say what I think you're going to. Please, okay.
0: I don't know, I don't know. Uh, But he's getting real upset, because um, he saw a monster, a creature, kill his girlfriend, he saw Wolverine, and that dude is like, yeah, X-Men, I get it. Hugh Jackman, I know who you're talking about. And he's like, no, that's not, that's not this, what happened.
1: This one was a lot shorter for some reason, like the real yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, like, <laughs> he was accurate to the character. Um, and then, he, just as, you know, this conversation is going nowhere, like, Dean kicks the door in, and he comes in, and they, they flash their FBI badges, and like, we want to talk to him. That's the best moment of the episode, because it's Sam and Dean, and we're seeing them from the other side. We're seeing them from the perspective of somebody who doesn't know what's going on, and suddenly, these two hunky FBI agents have disappeared, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, here's my boys!" And then they start asking the questions or whatever, and you expect them to say, "No, we believe you. You did see a monster." Um, blah blah blah. You know the thing that they've done before with people, um, but they get the answers and they go, "Yep, sorry kid, that um, nah, monsters aren't real. Uh, you should probably get help." Socks about your girlfriend. Bye. Because uh, like, okay, we got the information we need. We're not going to drag this kid into the life. Uh, and then the scene ends, and I would have liked. Like, we got that Ghost Facers episode in episode three, or season mm-hmm. three, where they are doing their thing, and then Sam and Dean show up, and they're vital to the entire episode, but we view them through somebody else's perspective, and I love that. I would have loved an episode of seeing Sam and Dean through somebody else's perspective, but they're just they're just non-essential here, and we get nothing from them, basically.
1: Yeah, and I, just to you didn't say the thing that I thought you were going to say, which is during like that scene where he's talking to the cop, uh, Sam and Dean show up and like Dean takes the detective out and the detective is like, I don't know why the Phoebes are here doing anything. This isn't your case. And Dean's like, yes, it is. And uh, I could go into more detail, but I'm not. uh, And just pats him on the shoulder and closes (laughs) the door. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Dean. I could go into
0: detail, but I'm not going
1: to. (laughs) There's there's a couple of moments of Dean just being like, like whatever to anybody around him in this episode, which is, you know, that's classic Dean that I I actually do dig. But yeah, like there's, you know, all of like the majority of this episode, we don't see Sam and Dean. And I think that's a huge problem.
0: And it it doesn't do anything. To scene. make Sam and Dean seem cool, which is what they did yeah. in the Ghost facers. like they seemed mm-hmm. like tough badasses even when they weren't really doing anything important. But in this, it's just like they're there. They they cut a thing's head off and then they go, "All right, Sammy, tell them. All right, yeah, vampires and shit are real. Are you good, kid? Bye." <laughs> like that's it.
1: You know, um, I, I was trying to think of this. Like, uh, this is this is like by far the worst rated. I think this is everybody's worst episode of yeah, Supernatural. Yeah, like, it's got yeah. the lowest ratings on IMDb. Like, people people have been talking to us about this episode since like we started this podcast of like what what are you going to do for season nine episode 20 and i was like in my head and this was like two years ago i made this joke in my head i thought it would be really funny to make this podcast a backdoor pilot for our buffy podcast (laughs) (laughs) but that just turned out to be way too much effort to to, to do and we're behind on everything anyway so i just did not have time to to make, make that happen but um, I was, I was thinking about like, what was the worst episode of supernatural before this? And it's easy to go back to some of those like season one sneakers, like bugs or, or whatever, where it just, you're just like, whatever. Um, but I was thinking about that. Uh, I think it's season seven with the, the werewolf and the found footage episode. Mm-hmm. And just how much I kind of just did not enjoy that episode oh, in yeah. general. Oh yeah, but like that was still watching Sam and Dean do stuff from the outside. There wasn't enough of it, but like that we got some of that like cool Sam and Dean stuff. And and this is this is what that episode is missing. Like it's just like they don't have any really likable characters. Like our our main hero of this of this TV show is presumably going to be Ennis, and we find out uh, pretty quickly that like. Ennis's dad is a cop. He got killed in the line of duty. He had a temper. Ennis goes to like explore his chest, his, not his physical chest, but his like, uh, his like foot locker or whatever. Um, this is just getting creepy. I don't know what the fuck that his trunk. Oh god. His trunk. <laughs> everything is a euphemism for everything. What do I do? <laughs> um but he he finds like silver bullets in there and at the very end of the episode uh as he decides to start hunting these monsters in Chicago like he oh gets a phone god, call. Oh my god. The funniest from, shit ever. From his dad and he, he's saying yeah. like, "What are you doing? Don't hunt the monsters. They'll kill you." And then hangs up and I'm like, "Wow, like it, it's just like and the kid is is fine and he's he's okay, but like he's not he, he's not and I, I realized the boys were babies when we started season one and I shouldn't hold this yeah. against him, but he just looks like such a baby boy. and He's way shorter than them, too. Um. Also that, yeah. And it's and, and none of the other characters that they introduce, like uh, Margot, is the leader of the Shifter family. She seems like just just not, I just don't care for her. I didn't like anything mm-hmm. that she was doing. Um, the leader of the... Uh, of the werewolves Julian he just seemed like a like a rich asshole and was yeah. real mean to his wife that i think he's
0: he on the originals or vampire diaries or something too he was on another cw show
1: Oh there's there's several of these actors that were on Vampire Diaries. There's there's in the trivia section on the Wikipedia page like you can you can track all like somebody replaced somebody like there a, an actor from this episode replaced another actor from this episode on a different TV show what the Vampire Diaries are <laughs> or the original <laughs> cuz they all movie. look the same so it doesn't yeah, fucking yeah. matter. They're all like attractive people that like could could <clears throat> can act for TV. So like yeah, sure, like come be a monster, like whatever. Um but yeah, just I mean there's just everything that happens just seems like so by the numbers and i don't really care about it i'd like you would think that a bar full of monsters would be cool like a nightclub for monsters is a good it's like okay like tell me more there is just, this
0: so there's cheap. a shot in the nightclub the first time that we go in where it's like supposed to be the perspective of of sal the shapeshifter who's walking in he's he's schmoozing and he, he looks over and he sees a uh, this girl with a like, cat's eyes and the camera pans to her and then it pans over to somebody else and it's like a vampire drinking from somebody's neck and you're like ooh naughty and then it just pans over to a waitress carrying some drinks and she just walks to the bar the camera just <laughs> follows her <laughs> i'm like oh so she's not a monster she just fucking works here okay cool uh it's just it was the first of many weird little things my second favorite moment of the, the show um of this episode is when the character david Who is the younger shifter brother of the shifter who gets murdered? (laughs) When he uses his powers
1: to 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 steal test answers from his oh yeah yeah it's a fucking eighties like sexual
0: romp comedy or something yeah yeah. So he he gets a call from his sister Margot to say that like hey our our brother was murdered and this is probably a turf war thing but it says um he answers the phone he's like yeah chacos tacos how can I help you <laughs> she goes not funny David where the hell are you, you need to, where the hell are you you need to come home now um uh, but she says it in like and she doesn't act like so she's like where the hell are you you need to come home now like somebody who's like a little irritated with you not like panicking um she says it in a super calm voice and before she can finish the last two words this actor goes, Margo, Margo, slow down. So she he didn't didn't need to do that because she hadn't finished talking yet. So I'm like, oh, it's out of sync a little bit here. Um, and then the next line from her that we hear over the phone is, David, listen, you need to, uh, uh, David, listen to me, you need to come home now. But we just hear, David, listen to me, you need to come. And then he goes, what do you mean? And then we hear her say home now. Uh, it's just, there's something that they, they just didn't even give enough of a shit to line, to sync up the audio cues from the phone call to to the actor who is performing it. Like when they put that shit in, they just didn't even care cuz he talks right over her. And it that's that's when I knew. That's what I knew. I probably knew this back in 2012 or whatever year this this aired. That that that's when things were bad cuz they just did not give a shit. And
1: and and it's and there's there's not a lot of that uh that I think that's the the thing that stuck out the most to me, but there's definitely like a lot just a lot of like bad lines in general um apparently somebody in um i think it was otter in our uh discord was saying like andrew dab is relatively well known when he when he does episodes when he writes episodes by himself like he kind of ignores canon and he does a bunch of mischaracterization i don't i don't have the kind of level of knowledge to know which episodes he's done that on so i'm not i don't know I, I'm, I'm not i'm not i can't i can't follow that path just yet but like it very much feels like he was writing a totally different TV show and didn't even bother to make it a supernatural spinoff, like mm-hmm. changing the fundamental nature of the shifters, um, you know, having Jin there, but like everything we know about Jin, are that they're, they're not like, crime families right like (laughs) they they mystical
0: old like ghost creatures who'd suck on people's
1: dreams (laughs) yeah they it's 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 so stupid like they're like they're they they feed on people like they don't they don't set up like racketeering outfits in chicago yeah Yeah. um it's just it's so dumb and it feels so out of place and Man, just like and so badly placed in the season too, because like we're 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 kind of headed towards some stuff. Like I know last week we had a, a diversion with Jody and some vampires, and we really enjoyed that. The week before was like sending us hurling into what would be the end part, like the the climax of season nine, which I think people would probably expect from the last four episodes is to build towards that. And this is just obviously not that at all. At the very very end uh, of the of the show castiel calls dean and i mean you don't even hear his voice because like budget right right um but castiel calls dean and it's like oh i found a way to get to metatron and, and he tells sam like sam we gotta go and sam's like but there's a whole city full of monsters and dean's like fuck it we're never gonna see these people again let's go yeah. <laughs> well will literally is just not us. come to the city again how about
0: that <laughs> <laughs> Sam's like, like yeah i, I, I don't like, give
1: a shit i drank
0: a lady from here once <laughs>
1: I don't like deep dish pizza. That shit sucks. Let's go yeah. to New York. Get some real pizza. <laughs> I'll go to fucking Domino's. Uh, I don't
0: give a shit. I'm Sam Winchester. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and you know, it's just, it, it just, it just feels so bad. It's, it's boring. It's, it's like, it's, it's amazing to me that you could put in the same room, a vampire, a werewolf and a jin and a shapeshifter. And it's boring. Like, right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and the villain of this is like, it, you mentioned Wolverine but like it's just a dude and i always kind of hate that when supernatural does that and I get what they were going for of like, well, I'm going to make these monster families go after each other. And I'm like, what? I, 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 what? Like, just yeah, kill the it, person that killed your son, like a fucking normal person and turn into a hunter. Like, what are you doing with the yeah, claws? Right, why right. are you wearing a Freddy Krueger right. glove? Like, why yeah. do you what have, why are you wearing shit? goggles in the basement? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Uh, it doesn't student, make any sense.
0: Dude had goggles on under a ski mask.
1: <laughs> like what? What is this design? Yeah. It doesn't it make a, any sense, Chris. I don't even bizarre. I d I don't even know like what to say about this. There's the
0: I- there's the girl who was in trouble. She gets kidnapped. She was she's a werewolf and she was dating a shifter and there's some some romance or something. Um it's a key factor. You can't forget no, see they they tried to establish every element of every popular teen show. They just threw everything at the wall and and, and none of it made any sense.
1: Oh yeah, the the young guy who is estranged from his family but has to come back to save it. He's also in love with the uh, somebody that his family isn't going to allow him to love, and she's in a relationship that she can't get out of. And it's it's not necessarily shown as abusive, but it's it's shown as as like she does not love this dude, and he doesn't particularly care for her. So like, there's that will they won't they thing set up. There's you know, the the hard ass evil woman who wants to take over all of the other families. And then there's like a gin just chilling on a on a fucking st- yeah. chair at some point. He doesn't say a fucking word. Just oh, man, Chris, I can't get over how terrible this episode is. I'm having a hard time, like even talking about it now. We've only been going for
0: like t- 30 minutes or something mm-hmm. like what do we- it's um, <laughs> it's frustrating because you look at something they they wasted time, money, energy on this um i don't know i don't know how this came to be i don't know if they had a really short amount of time because i could have sworn that they announced um this pilot as being in season nine like before season nine started again I, I could be making that up it felt like this is something they were building up to i don't know the production schedule i don't know how any of this shit works i don't know if they had as much time to film this whole new pilot and set up this whole new show as they do to film a normal episode of Supernatural. They or crunch for time they slammed it all together and, and things just... I don't know how it failed as hard as it did. All I know is that it failed. And, and there's very little to, to save us. It ends with voiceover. Yes,
1: it ends with voiceover. But I couldn't
0: walk away. This is my fight. Hell, it's a damn war. That's, that's what he says. And then he gets a call from his dad. And he doesn't know it's his dad, but it says, What are you doing? If you start hunting, the monsters will kill you. And he goes, Dad? And then he hangs up. If you, what are you doing? If you start hunting, the monsters will kill you. It's like the schlockiest bullshit. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, you need to stop with your, what you're doing. You're going to get yourself killed like hang up even that is better than what are you doing you start hunting the monsters will kill you. it's just so it's so silly on every level on every conceivable level
1: and it's and it's and it's incredibly dumb because like you are pretending to be dead ostensibly like I can you can see the plot lines unfolding yeah right? like this is John yeah. Winchester just avoiding his son so they don't get into demon trouble and then literally leading them into demon trouble as they were trying to find them and like you could see that this is exactly down that path that they were going to go and it's it's just kind of boring Andrew Dabb has a quote um, when he talked about Bloodlines. And he says, um, I think the biggest problem for us was, number one, timing. Our idea in hindsight was probably a little too similar to the originals. We wanted to do something set in the Supernatural world, but very unlike Supernatural. At that point, Supernatural was going strong. We didn't know when it was ending, but it certainly didn't feel like it was on its way out. And so we were really worried about taking any elements from the show. And, like, I get that but like if you're gonna make a supernatural show, like the, the way, and I don't want to get too far into spoilers about wayward sisters, but like we've talked, we've, we've obviously covered that episode as a bonus episode. Um, and I, you know, we're not going to talk about like characters or anything. Cause I don't people are like following along with this or whatever, but wayward sisters was a spinoff episode that was focused on some of the, the women that have been around the Winchester's around, around like kind of like making their own little hunting group. And like, that's elements from the show, right? Like that's characters from the show. Mm-hmm. Branching out on their own, hunting monsters, presumably similar stuff to what we have seen on Supernatural before, but with different characters and so different dynamics and more interesting things. Like, if you're going to make a spinoff show, why wouldn't you want to take elements from Supernatural, the, the right. show that you're
0: spinning off of? Right. And, I, and that show, I mean, that Wayward Sisters, as far as I'm aware, was supposed to be set in one location. Just yes. like this was supposed mm-hmm. to be set in Chicago. Um, but setting it in a small town, like... Like, a lot of these shows are. I don't know why I was gonna say, like, Vampire Diaries, or Gilmore Girls, or, like, I feel like Pretty Little Liars is, like, another one of these shows. I've never seen it, but it feels like it's all set around, like, this one group of people, like, teenagers at a high school or whatever, like, the crazy, like, lives that swirl around them, because that's, like, the kind of drama that young people want to watch. That's totally cool. Um, And the idea of kind of putting... Uh, supernatural twist on that situation is really interesting setting hunters up a a small group of hunters in one location is is different fundamentally from the experience we get with sam and dean because it's not you're saving you know your neighbor you're not saving the guy who works at the coffee shop who you also might want to date at school you're just saving some random person because you read about them in the newspaper and like we love sam and dean we love their their story what they do and that that works really well for them that's but setting up in one town is a way different thing. And it sucks that like, they just have yet to make that work or that they didn't believe in wayward sisters because that pilot was good. It was a good episode. (laughs)
1: And and that's the other thing is that was a a really good episode of television. Like I could, I could see that working. Like they have interesting characters that you care about. They have backstories that you're familiar with. They've got, they're set in a universe that makes sense for who they are. And they've already, they come with pre-established, you know, problems and issues and strengths and weaknesses and 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 actors and actresses that you you know that you you, ha- you have experience with where versus it, ennis it probably right which is like drake light like i don't i don't <laughs> yeah. i don't know what to do with ennis man like i just he's just an area he's just a a weird cw area that i can't get like i just he's just there
0: i couldn't figure out his name for most of this like i i wrote down ross at first and then i wrote down ellis and i was like oh it's ennis okay interesting uh, which actually isn't a bad name, but I just didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, man, it sucks. It it sucks. Um, this, this is a real missed opportunity, and I think at the end of the day, like, sometimes I'll be really, really negative on an episode. Like, I, I was, like, two weeks ago. Um, sometimes I'm really negative on Supernatural as a whole, but I still really like Supernatural. And if I wasn't taking notes on it and, like, having to... I, I don't want to say I'm being critical because, like, I talk about nutting blood and stuff like that, and clearly I'm not that critical. Um, but having to to put some some thought and effort into into this stuff sometimes tears it down for me, so I can't just enjoy it. Whereas if I was just watching it, I think I would be like, yeah, whatever, that episode was fine. it's was, it was fine. Um, and that's definitely what I did for a long time until I finally kind of ran out of steam with Supernatural. But I never hated the show except for this episode, where I remember feeling actively very disappointed. Um and and just felt like it was a waste of time. And that was back whenever this first aired. So now looking at it I it was almost just a joke. This this whole thing was just like a joke.
1: It's um I remember watching this episode at um and like being about 35 minutes into it. And this was the first time I I had watched it and looking down to realizing like why am I on like my fourth beer? Like, this is it, right? <laughs> what have I been doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is not good. Uh, and just, and just really disliking it. And I, I, I can't, I think we've covered most of the points. Like, I don't know how long we need to r- really stretch this yeah. out. I just, I, I, I just don't understand. I, 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 I take that back. I understand why it was made. Supernatural was probably, maybe not at its prime, but like it was bigger than ever. Um, it's, it's a show that the CW really liked. This was before, all of the, you know, DC TV stuff started. So CW didn't have all of that. Like monsters were the thing, right? Like this was the right. thing. So having this weird spin on it and, and having it based in Chicago, which is a really, and that's one thing I do like about this episode, just to give it a, a good point. Like they do a lot actually, of cool shots around Chicago, which you see in TV shows based in Chicago all the time. Like you could steal some of these shots and put them in shameless and nobody would mm-hmm. know anything about it. But um, my first
0: note was that we start this episode with a beautiful shot of like the Chicago skyline and the night sky reflected uh, in the yeah. water below. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a legitimately beautiful shot of the city. And then just followed by a mountain of shit after it. Um, and it was cool that they shot on location. I'm pretty sure they shot on location in Chicago. Um, or a city. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it was actually Chicago. But they shot on, a, on location at a place that was different. And I love seeing different locations for Supernatural. Um, but there wasn't enough Sam and Dean. And they didn't have to, like, get into their shit. They didn't have to argue about the Mark of Cain they didn't have to talk about Metatron or Abaddon or any of that. stuff. Well, they
1: barely they barely had time to talk to one another. <laughs> yeah, but I just <laughs> still wanted them to be there.
0: You know, they just kept <laughs> showing up and being like, "Hey, you guys." Um, but it was very much uh, uh, an episode about um, Ennis and and David and their and unlikely I don't, and pairing. I, and I don't
1: care about those dudes. Like I just right. like I don't care about Ennis or David. Like David seemed kind of like a just a normal like shitty, you know protagonist dude that you know yeah. is a kind of a bad boy but has a heart of gold and you know Ennis is the guy with the trouble past with his parents and is out for revenge and trying to do good and it just seemed very very by the numbers and and ultimately boring and I think that's that's mm-hmm. the worst thing that you can say about entertainment right like it's just yeah. boring it didn't work
0: yeah um, um so there you have it
1: yeah that's that's Monsters Week's coverage of this extremely bad episode I hope that was cathartic for all of you and we could never discuss this episode again right like that's what we need to right. do right
0: <laughs> So I, somebody, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. Somebody in the Discord said that if this wasn't an episode of Supernatural, if this wasn't a backdoor pilot, if this had just aired, that they would have, they would have tuned in for episode two. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder, I I mean, if if, it's Nora, I don't
1: know for sure, but I believe that was Nora.
0: Listeners, if you, if you felt the same way, let us know, let us know what you liked about it, because I'm sure that there is, there's cool ideas. I like a lot of shit that is kind of maybe bad on the surface, but has interesting like ideas in it. And I'm able to kind of overlook... I mean, you could even say that about the last season of Game of Thrones. I liked it because I liked the ideas that were presented and not necessarily the execution every time. Um, And there's there's lots of stuff where I'm willing to put up with a little bit of, um, you know, junk at the beginning to get to what's good later on. Supernatural is kind of that way. Like, the first season took me forever to get through the first time I watched it. Because it's not that it was bad. I was just like, okay, 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 like... Episode four, okay. Like we're on a plane now. What is going on? They're exercising like a demon on a plane, uh, and then you and then you get in. And you realize, okay, okay. And then when you rewatch those episodes, they're they're better in hindsight because now you know the characters and um, you see how great it was. So this, you know, I don't see that potential, but maybe others do, and maybe this could have been something um, if it had been presented just slightly differently. But it wasn't, well, and-, and I think.
1: I mean, we we've learned that like there's an infinite amount of ap- infinite ap- appetite. By the way, that wasn't Nora. I, I was wrong. That was Sarah. So I wasn't. I was only two letters off. But just to give credit where credit is due. Um, but we we've, we've learned in, over the years that like there's an infinite appetite for shows based on monsters, especially if they're not monstrous. If they're basically just like mm-hmm. people that have like that occasionally drink some blood or have weird teeth or can shape shapeshift or, or what have you. Um, And I think that that's 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 part of that like I think you could look at this and go like yeah there's a there's a kernel of something good there and there and there is and that's why you have the originals that's why you have the vampire diaries that's right. why you have twilight that's why you right. have underworld that's why you have true blood like all of these shows exist and in, in, in various different ways and some of them are better than others like I don't I don't get into a lot of them despite some of them being in my wheelhouse but I you know I just yeah like I I, I can suffer through some bad TV to get to the good stuff like if somebody tells me mm-hmm. like hey you need to, I'm trying to think of a most recent example of that with this. Like if, you, if, like, if you recommend The Wire to somebody, right? And if you go in and tell them The Wire is the greatest crime show of all time, it's one of the most brilliant pieces of TV writing that you'll ever watch. And then someone turns on that first episode, they're going to be like, what? Huh? Like, what? Yeah. What What is this? Like, you kind of have to get into it a little bit before it really starts setting its hooks into you. Um, but that's a, another, that's a difficult yeah, another thing, example right? of that
0: game of thrones the first episode every I, I remember showing people the first episode of game of thrones back in the day and people were like this is boring and then you get that gotcha moment right at the end and people go okay i'm a little bit more interested now uh and then it builds up and like, full middle Alchemist brotherhood we did a podcast on it the first episode it sucks it sucks bad oh, but geez, everybody's like yeah, it's the best yeah. anime ever and then you turn it on and you go what this is good uh and then you still have to do a slow build over the next like three episodes so it's uh, there's a lot of media that's like that, and we, we you take it on the chin sometimes, and you 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 grin and bear it as you get through the stuff that is less interesting because you you know that it will uh lead to something better down the line. And I don't know where I'm really going with this, but yeah, this is this just it,
1: what we're saying is there's better shows that you can watch besides season nine, episode twenty of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. following along with the podcast, like I would even tell you so much, like unless you're just like morbidly curious and you like watching bad things, you could. i I can't believe we haven't or maybe we did when people say like what episodes of supernatural would you would you skip if you had to skip like i could easily skip this episode and never never watch it again like i I i think
0: that if i you know if i always think about when when i'll get the chance to just watch supernatural again from the beginning without you know a podcast around it or anything like that and if i ever get to this point again i can't imagine that i'll watch this episode
1: Bold of of you to think that I would allow you to do that without producing content. (laughs) (laughs) Bold. You're very bold, sir.
0: (laughs) Bold of me to assume this podcast will ever end.
1: (laughs) We're going to get to the end and then we're going to do like 15 episode roundups. One for Mm -hmm. each season. So, um... Let's get out of here. We, we have said enough bad things about this show, uh, about this episode, I should say. Yeah. Um, hey, by you.
0: comparison, all my yeah. complaints about Supernatural are going to go. They're just going to fly away because I'm going to come back and I'm going to get a warm embrace of Sam and Dean and I'm going to feel good no matter what happens.
1: Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, and the next episode sounds like a banger, too. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate it yes. very much. Uh, we have we have padded this podcast with an extra long, uh, gamer-centric outtakes for you, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be all bad news. You can listen yeah. to it for the rest of the episode. Uh, but thank you for listening. Thank you for so uh, for talking to us on Twitter. Thank you for uh, leaving reviews and ratings and all of that stuff. We we very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you to yes. the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, definitely check that
0: out. Like, yeah, we're super it, close to that to that next goal. Like, we're really so, close. We're so close. <laughs> like, we're going to do. Two we've been talking about this podcasts. for so long. Like, I can't yeah. believe it. That's. I'm very excited. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, and
1: we're once we do that, two exclusive podcasts per month uh, of various topics. Um, so yeah, we're we're you know we're things are happening, and it just at the very basic level, you get access to a Discord, which is extremely cool and 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 very welcoming and, and kind mm. and extremely horny for some reason. So, yeah,
0: you can hear me. Directly tell you to please laugh at my jokes. Yes, absolutely. Then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could hear, you could, you could literally see on a server Chris begging people to listen to Guys, an album by please, the Mountain Goats that's about Dungeons and Dragons. Just goats. please listen to please this album. Do it. Literally doing it across multiple channels and, and nobody listening to it except me I'll because do, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah. good friend.
0: Yeah, he's the only one. <laughs> no, we uh, we love all of our children in the Discord and we want True. you to be our, our child as well. That's, yeah. yep. Where are your parents? Well, welcome to hell.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, if you want to. Uh, Tell us your comments about this episode. You can go to slash contact. Uh, that will allow you to send us an email and we will read it on the air on our season nine feedback episode, uh, which is coming shortly. So look forward to that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. You can find me on Twitter yep. at Chris is at Local Bones. The podcast is at MOTW Like, you know, thank you again. And uh, we'll be back next week with Abaddon Blackmails Crowley.
0: Where is Cass? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoa, that didn't go too bad. That was
0: relaxing.
1: That was actually kind of cathartic, right? Like, yeah, just not. You didn't have to... to
0: follow along with notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, you
1: just talked. Just get to talk about the episode and like not have to make it make sense. Like, I get, I get kind of wrapped up in that. Like, where we want to go, mm-hmm. plot beat by plot beat, so it makes sense by the time we get to the end. But it was kind of fun, just like jumping all over the place
0: i wish that we could do that more often but i think it's like it's kind of hard to like stay focused with that but yeah that was yeah that was fun it yeah. was I like, enjoyable
1: and i think there's when we do it that way that there's less opportunity to find uh humor and weird details mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that's that's the other thing that I would, I would probably comment on that's
0: a good approach to take on like uh like one-off things that we cover in the future though it's just absolutely like, the, like a conversation yeah. about it
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's just kind of what we do with, with dr horrible
1: yeah it kind of is yeah <laughs>
0: Hail and well met yo i've been I've been sitting here looking at discord waiting to waiting to pop into the channel waiting to hit record, but I had the chewiest granola bar of all time in my Ooh. mouth, and just as no matter how hard I chomped, I just could not get that thing down fast enough and i didn't want i didn't want to enter. The room with food in my mouth like i used to you know i'm not that chris anymore i'm a because, different guy because you,
1: because you know i'll put that shit on uh in the outtakes exactly, <laughs> <laughs> you, so, know exactly you know exactly what's gonna happen with that you
0: know how it is you know the deal um
1: i was surprised you said we to record i was i was thinking that since you were working late and everything you'd want to you'd want to kick it back a day or two
0: it just it keeps happening it keeps, I mean, either i have to stay late randomly or i get stuck in traffic forever so i was like f- f- this this is gonna be a quick one we, we know this could be a quick one <laughs>
1: Dude, I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll save it for the podcast, but yeah. yeah. How are I have you an entire
0: <laughs> page less of notes and um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I was annoyed at the end of the day there, but it's okay. My boss wasn't being like, Hey, I need you to do this thing. He asked me a question and he actually asked me it yesterday before I left and I didn't see it. And then he just like randomly like messaged me again. He was like, Hey, you never answered me yesterday. I was like, Oh my bad. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this thing. <laughs> and I spent a long time trying to find it. And then we both realize that I, I, I don't have that email. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I am. Um, I'm fucking tired, Chris. This week yeah. has been. Yeah. I don't know what it is. just uh, But I just am not getting enough sleep every night. I feel like I'm like laying down to go to sleep and I just like stay awake. And then. Oh, yeah. Last night, um, Rosie had this weird like cough thing. So, like, and it sounds exactly the same. It's the exact same noise she makes when she's about to puke. So, like, uh, Autumn, Autumn is crashed out. She's got earplugs in because uh, your boy snores from time to time. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. <laughs> So she's got, you know, earplugs in, and she's dead <laughs> to the world. I'm laying on my side with the iPad, and all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. And then, like, she just lays
0: right back down, and I'm like, motherfucker, this, this yeah. dog is going to, yeah.
1: So I'm just, uh, I'm just a
0: little worn-out boy. Yeah, thankfully, it's a long weekend. It's a secret long weekend that we didn't know about
1: yeah surprises Um,
0: which is good because yeah it feels like even though i was on vacation like a week ago it has really felt like i needed a day off i'm blaming it on the shifting weather i feel like every time like the seasons change like once or twice at the beginning of a season i just go through these like depressive episodes where i can't sleep and i just feel like shit and everything sucks and like it's I always I just try to blame it on the weather and so like my body is adjusting to this new temperature to the to the pressure in the air I don't fucking know I'm not a meteorologist um, there's stars and I'm affected by no not that um, I just mean like it's getting hot and like everything sucks and there's allergies in the air and I just feel weighed down and my brain feels weighed down along with it it's like not just my body uh, and it happens in you know in the fall when it starts getting cooler and everything and even though I really like the fall it's still i feel like shit for like a couple of weeks. Uh and then the same thing winter comes and it's like oh i haven't seen sunlight in a while now. I feel like shit again. And spring comes and I'm like, hooray, everything's green again." But then i just feel like shit again as stuff gets warmer and then i get, you know, it just it happens a little bit every season. And it just i don't know if it's just in my head or if that's how i rationalize um my frequent depressive episodes. <laughs> I'm just yeah, it's not my fault. It's the fucking it's may. It's not my fault. Um June call that it's it's not my problem. But um or or yeah, if it's just the, the shifting heat, just throwing my body off, throws my my, my head off. I don't know if that's happened to you, but sleeping has sucked. I started taking a little bit of melatonin, which just nice. takes sometimes, mm-hmm. and that just helps relax, especially when, when you get a bad boy like me who looks at his phone too much yep. and that that blue light or whatever it is that mm-hmm. keeps you awake. Um, so taking taking a little bit of those, I only take half of it sometimes because it makes me really sleepy. And it's not really supposed to. It's just supposed to help you relax a little bit. <laughs> Like a little, yeah. but, um I, um, I take that and I get, get kind of groggy if like, I
1: take melatonin sometimes. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very weird.
0: That's why I try to lower the dose. Cause it's a, uh, it's too intense for me, even though I'm a large man,
1: you know, what has helped, um, me out a little bit. This is, <laughs> I guess this is, uh, self self help hour with Chris yeah. and Jeremy. Yeah. Um, my, um, my, when I got a new phone, it supports that, uh, like i don't mm. know what that term is actually called but like you the just screen lay- time well thing, no no right? no you you lay it on a pad and it just charges like that inductive charging thing oh shit yeah so i got a um it, it, i got a stand and i got the one that was recommended by like wire cutter um, but it it cocks your phone up at an angle at like a 45 degree angle and um so it just like sits there and i turn it around so that the phone face isn't isn't facing me and then like it, it's it has to charge at night, so like I'm not doing that thing where I have it plugged in, and I'm still looking at Twitter laying in bed mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like it just it kind of helps me get away from that and then uh on the kindle app i've I've gone full dark mode so i'm I'm white text on a black screen, and that really helps me out so
0: yeah, they need to start making books like that, yes, uh. agreed. <laughs> White text on black pages. I would love Um, it.
1: Yes, absolutely. I don't know where we can find a tree that would give us black paper. Give us the black paper tree.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm into, uh, I'm I'm 200 pages into that Brandon Sanderson book, Way of Kings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, I don't know if I was saying it at first, but I was really confused when I started because there's a prologue and then there's a second prologue and both of them introduce a lot of terms. It's like if you were watching Star Wars for the first time and in the very first scene, they introduce the Force and Jedi and Sith and Tatooine and like Chewbacca, whatever. You're getting all these made up words that have meanings that you're not going to be able to pick up all on all at once. And that's what he does in the, in the prologue to this. He uses all these different words to refer to different people from different places, the weapons they have, the magic they use, using his own you know, in-world unique terminology. So he's not just going to call it a magic sword, he's going to call it, you know, a shard blade or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, as a reader of fantasy, I can pick up on that stuff. And I kind of do appreciate that he's not... um He's not using a ton of exposition for all these things. He's just using them naturally and then just assuming you'll eventually catch up, which I, I can't appreciate. But it made it very difficult to get through those like first few chapters, because I'm like, what the fuck is anyone talking about? <laughs> like, I'm kind of interested, <laughs> but I can't picture what's happening, because he's pulling himself, he's lashing himself, I think that's the word they use is lash, and I, I don't really know what it means. Um, but he just keeps using all these, these verbs and terms and whatever. So I finally um, got through that
1: is is that the one that starts out where like, I think this is a Brandon Sanderson novel um, where like there's some sort of city of the dead that like you get put to and like a, like a prince goes in there or something. Is that the, is that the, because that was this, that was I remember reading that book and having a similar thing of like, who are these people with all of these weird names and what does any of this stuff mean? And it just eventually got like too much for me. And I'm, yeah,
0: that certainly certainly sounds like this. I can tell yeah. you that much.
1: <laughs> it was just, it was a lot, Chris. That's all I'm saying. It was a lot. And,
0: uh, I made a joke, to I think I might have been off, mic about like a joke that was written into one of these characters who was supposed to be really clever and funny, and I hated the joke, and I was like, oh no, I don't even know if I could read this, because <laughs> it was so stupid. I was like, That's, and the characters in the book laughed at the joke. I was like, but that wasn't funny. That was the, the nerdiest, dorkiest shit I've ever read in my life. Um, obviously, he's a really talented writer, and it's just like, whatever. Um, but, as I'm, I'm starting to pick up speed, I'm about, like I said, about 200 pages in, and then I hit, like, I finished part one because fantasy novels are always broken up into parts and then I get to like the interlude and there's like these three chapters in the middle that are just about other people and other things I'm like why are you throwing me for a loop again I was just getting comfortable <laughs> <laughs> reading about these characters and remembering their names and now you're throwing me for a loop again so it's hard, um, man.
1: It's hard out here
0: unrelated to that I guess but I I picked up um, Fire and Blood, the the Targaryen history novel that George oh, R. R. Yeah. wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard reference or like him make reference or reference something that sounded like the next spinoff show was going to be based on this novel, and I was like, you know, I completely ignored that. I just didn't give a shit when it came out because, like, what do I care? But now the show's over, and I'm you know listening to the other books again on audiobook, and I'm having a good time because listening on audiobook while you do something else. Really, whenever he starts talking about food or something you don't care about, you just tune it just out. Just tune it right, right out, yeah. So, but now I'm picking up on all these little things, all these little like foreshadowing moments and stuff. So I'm having like a fun time listening to it, and I figure, okay, now's the time if I'm ever gonna dip into the <laughs> expanded universe. <laughs> this is this is the time. So I picked that up, and I might start reading that to give myself a little bit of a break from the uh, from the Brandon Sanderson overhaul. But I do I do like The Way of Kings, and I want to keep pushing. But it's it's there's a lot happening and so far like i said the the forward momentum is starting with there's two main characters that he switches back and forth between um and i don't know where either of their stories are going or if either of them have significance but i'm like you know i'm getting into it and then it's diverted me so i'm like you know guy come on keep me on track here i need you to hold my hand through this
1: yeah, it's um it's it, getting into these the fantasy novels if they don't onboard you like in a in a kind of a if they don't ramp you up a little bit, it can get very intimidating. Like
0: yeah.
1: It's like going into what would be like The Wheel of Time book 6 without having read right. the first 5 books, right? Like you right. would just be like what is what is any of this stuff? Who is Rand? I don't understand. Who the fuck is Rand? Why do I care?
0: Yeah. You know what's interesting is that's almost what to an extent, what playing Trails of Cold Steel was like the first time that I played it. Just um, too much because coming
1: at you at one it, time?
0: It, yeah, it's a starting point. Like, it's the first of the Trails of Cold Steel series, but it's it, it's a part of the larger, the Legend of Heroes series. Um, and even that is, like, broken up into different... Whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I stepped into this game playing it for the first time, knowing that there were other games in the series but not thinking that it mattered. And to an extent, for the first game, it really doesn't. Um... But then coming back to it a second time after having played some of the older games, I'm like, oh, shit, all the stuff that they're referencing, like I have I have a basis for that now. So this this novel, uh, Way of Kings, it feels like the type of thing that if I went to to reread it, you know, 10 years after I'd finished the series or something, I would be really pleased to see that everything was right there right from the beginning. Um, I feel like I'll understand it at some point if I make it through the series. Uh, And it's funny because, you know, Stephen King does that with the Dark Tower, especially when he revised The Gunslinger. And then you go back and you read the first book again, and he's referencing all this shit that, like, you know, oh, there's, like, a bird person over there, they have their, whatever their, their name is, and they don't show up until, like, the fifth book or something. I don't know if that's even a valid example, but um, there's just little little details like that that get looped back in. Um, so it's not like I don't appreciate that stuff being there from the beginning, but I got a baby boy dumb, dumb brain, and, yeah. it, and it's hard to keep up.
1: I'm um I'm curious so you are have still been playing Trials right like I feel like that's been about the last two uh-huh. months of the podcast and are uh-huh. you, I know that you had a you had a bad experience where like you there was an extra boss um okay
0: yeah so there's a there's a I beat what I thought was the final boss and I told you like oh yeah now I got two hours left of the game because you're just like cleaning up plot stuff mm-hmm. and it's setting up for the sequel which takes place like immediately after um so I thought. That I was, I was done with the combat, and then I get to a point, I go, oh yeah, yeah, I remember this. So the final, final boss on normal difficulty was like, it's like a, there's like a little trick to it, kind of. It's, you don't fight in the no way that you normally do, so it's not just based on your like, your skills and your level or anything. Um, so the, the tactics are a little bit different. I remember once I learned the, the little trick, I was able to beat it on normal, no problem. So it didn't stick out in my memory, because then it's right before the ending, and you watch the ending, and that's what you remember. Now I've gotten to it, and I'm on like, nightmare difficulty, which is the highest setting and i i just tried for like an hour and a half last night and couldn't do it just trying different combinations and shit i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do i made it this far but like i don't wanna i don't wanna have to start over or like go back another five hours to a place where i'm able to grind or anything like that so i looked up a, a strategy for it today it's like if you do all these specific things you'll be able to beat it regardless of like as long as you're over a certain level you'll be fine so i'm gonna try that but yeah uh this that really threw me for a loop
1: <laughs> man that's um like finishing a game and then being like oh yeah there's two hours left of like plot cleanup and we, we still have to set up for the sequel and oh yeah surprise pause like that is some jrpg ass shit right oh there. yeah like that oh, is yeah. that is exactly what happens with that
0: this game in particular and and some of the older games in the series like trails in the sky did this too where i don't know if it was just a development issue where they're like okay yeah this game is 200 hours long but we can't release that the way that this is like so we're just going to make it two games because Trails in the Sky I I know that the the first and second uh, in that series were supposed to be one game and they released them as two and that's sort of how Trails of Gold Steel feels as well I mean there's like a pretty good build up and it lands on a pretty good space that's set up for the next game and it it makes sense that this is where you would be Um, but at the same time I think that the second one starts like pretty shortly after and it's just like yeah you're just going to continue on where you where you are basically but it's a new sure. you put a different disc in so um all that being said i'm 160 hours in so uh, yeah jesus <laughs> that's a lot of hours a
1: lot of that's a whole lot of hours
0: Mm-hmm. I have um, been
1: um addicted to Enter the Gungeon lately. I know oh, you've been yeah. seeing me post that on Discord. Do you know anything I'm about gonna, this
0: game? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it because I feel so, like I own this game. <laughs> the
1: uh the first thing the reason that I'm I, this game was on my radar at all is because uh my favorite uh, rapper slash musician ever, Dose One, did the soundtrack. Um oh. and he's got this really cool, like, theme and I like I was listening to the soundtrack before the game even came out on PS4, but it's like um It's a it's a roguelike. So it's run based. Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, you start on one floor, you collect items, you go to the second floor, you collect more items. The uh, and then, you know, some of those items synergize together in a binding of Isaac kind of way. Uh, So for an example, uh, there's a really bad gun that you can get called like the crown of guns or something. And it's literally a crown that sits on your head. And when you shoot like bullets come out of like eight cardinal directions. And you would think that that would be cool, uh, but except it's very low-powered because you're you're using so many bullets on the screen. And, like, it's yeah. it makes it a little bit difficult to aim because now you're not aiming a gun anymore, so you're not used to just moving your guy to, to mm-hmm. aim. And then I picked up, um, on the same floor, I picked up electric bullets or electric shells. So now, if you can picture these, like, Streams of bullets coming out in a wave around me that used to just like go and hit people for a little damage. Now they're all connected with electric <laughs> ah. <laughs> bolts, and like I was literally filling the screen full of crazy shit. There's a, there's a. Can gif you on like, can you
0: synergize that shit on the fly? It, no, synergize well, I mean, it, is a is that a word?
1: It's it's all built in. So like, um, if you pick up, oh, so as soon as you pick that up, then you start it, using it. Just it just happened. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh. So you'll do stuff like, um. Like I had a, I'm trying to think of another one that I got the other day and I can't quite remember what it was. Oh, I got, um, I picked up a, an org, I think it's called an aura gun, which is an origami gun. It's a gun that shoots like pieces <laughs> of paper. Every single gun is a, as a, is a gun pun and it's fucking hilarious. There's a vertebrae K 47, which is literally oh, a yeah. spine. Um, there's a shotgun <laughs> shell that shoots shotguns. <laughs> interesting (laughs) like it's just a bunch of dumb shit like that and every single gun i've picked up has been fucking hilarious even if it's not like useful um but there's all kinds of like crazy weird synergies and like i don't i played it i looked it back at my trophies it came out in 2014 on the ps4 i finished the tutorial in 2014 i'm sorry uh that can't be right so it must be 20 what year is it chris
0: it's 2019
1: (laughs) i think it was three years ago so it had to be 2016 um yeah, I picked. I played it in 2016, and like the game was so fucking stupid hard that I could barely get to the second floor. Like it was just impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done two major patches since then and added a bunch of stuff in for free. So no no paid DLC or anything, which is nice, and uh, just made it generally easier. Like if you have full health, like if your hearts are full, and you get a, a a drop of a heart, you can you can click on it and save it for later, and go to the shop oh, and just nice. get it back
0: for, for excuse me,
1: get it back for free, which is really dope. And um. I'm, I'm looking
0: sure. at this like blog post and it literally says game changing. Enter the gungeon update out today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Advanced dun- I think it was advanced. Uh, Gungeons and dragons. <laughs> like was the, <laughs> was the name good. of the big update. Like it's that kind Very of bullshit. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's got a great art style. Like everything is just so it's just, I just got fucking addicted to it, man. Like I played it all weekend long. I was playing it uh, right before this podcast. Cause I just assumed Ooh. I was waiting for autumn to come home and, yeah, I was just like, I'm just gonna go through in fact I ha- I'm in the middle of a really great run right now, so I gotta go back to it and finish my run as after we get done. And you like have this. it on PS4, right? Yeah, yeah. And I bought was it Was this
0: ever a PS plus game or did you just be bought bought? It? I don't it might have been. I'm not sure. I think I just bought
1: it straight up when it came out. Um I and think they have it, but I'm not and, sure. And, and, <laughs> and did not get like anywhere with it and um they, you know, I listen to everything to Guppy, which is a, uh, ostensibly a Bonding of Isaac podcast, but really a podcast for Gary and his buddy Will just to tell disgusting stories to about one another. Um, but Gary's been getting into, uh, getting back into Gungeon. So, like, he's been talking about it on that podcast. And I was like, oh, well, I'll buy it on Switch. Like, maybe if I get it oh, on yeah. Switch, I can, I can hang out in the bed or I can hang out on the couch while Autumn's watching TV and I'll check it out there. And I definitely liked it on Switch, but the controls, like, just because I only play in handheld mode and the, like, it's just it's just not quite there with the controls. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it it really hurt my hands, and it was really difficult to control, so I was like, well, let me go back to PS4, and then I have been just, like, sucked into a vacuum of it. Like, I can't stop fucking playing this game. It's so well, good.
0: That's, that's always fun. I think, yeah, you know, I talked about Rogue Legacy before, which is really the only rogue like I've ever played, but it was mm-hmm. the same thing. I bounced off that game, like, four times until it finally just sucked my soul out of me, my body.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I think it's, you know, all of these games start with, like, basic items unlocked, and then as you play, like, you can unlock more and more stuff, and, uh, Like once you I think that's like once they once you get to a certain amount of items unlocked and I've noticed something with this game too. like I'll unlock something and there's a variety of different ways to unlock stuff like you can do certain actions in the game or there's like various NPCs that you can rescue from the gungeon and then like pay them to get new items and all this other stuff Uh, but like I'll go and like buy a new item from the shop and like and that just unlocks it for you to find right like i'm not getting that item oh, okay. at that point um and i'll usually when I, when that happens i usually will see it in my next run which is very cool like i think that's like it's not yeah. just some mysterious thing that shows up so um but yeah i've been i've been completely addicted to Gungeon. like i just can't i cannot stop playing it it's so much fun
0: so that aside mm-hmm. i don't know why maybe think of this question because we got we got e3 coming up pretty soon Mm. Uh, gamer, gamer, Christmas. For yes. those who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, th- that's what the three E's are for. Gamer, yep. p- p- Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Master Chief Claus is coming down, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in and, um, and his Halo sleigh <laughs> to the, give before, all the boys and girls free video games.
0: Before we get all the news about all those um, Master Chief video games, is there anything else that you're like looking forward to playing? Because I feel like then we get we get swamped by all that stuff, and I forget about whatever's coming out. Um, other yeah. than other than Gungeon.
1: Um, you know, we, I, I I really don't know. Like, I was trying to think of stuff that was coming out this year. About the only thing that I can it's really on my radar right now is they announced another marvel ultimate alliance have you ever played mm-hmm. any of those games they're kind of like co-op i believe beat-ups. i have yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think i played one if it was on 360 then i think i played one
1: there was one on 360 and uh i mean there may have been a couple on 360 actually uh and it like they they go back a while like these, these originally started as like x-men games and then they went to like marvel ultimate style so you could bring it in the avengers and shit but uh they announced that as switch exclusive which is weird and it's also, mm. like, online co-op, which is very weird for the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but that's about the only thing that, like, is is out there that I've, I'm have i waiting to drop. Otherwise, like, you know, there's games coming out so so frequently that, like, shit just pops up out of nowhere. Like, A Plague's Tale. Like, I've been seeing that around yeah. everywhere. And, I, and I'm like, well, that, you know, that game seems like it'd be a great six to ten hour experience. Maybe I'll check that out. I um, bought it.
0: Um, yeah, cool. That 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 was going to be the thing I talked about. I bought that and for whatever reason again Amazon just sent it to me late. Um I didn't I didn't pre-order or anything. I just saw that it was discounted like 15 bucks. So I was like, "All right, I'll buy this. It's this a new game. Let me just get it." Don't know what the deal was, and I still haven't played it because I thought I was going to beat Trails like 4 nights ago. Sure. <laughs> um And you don't want to start something me, else. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I've I've seen trailers and like little gameplay clips here and there and I kind of just kept ignoring it. I I don't know what I thought it was. Um, but then I saw that they released a a video of Sean Bean, the actor, re- reading um oh poetry, Boy lost right? yeah, yeah read, read that William Blake poem and like I had to read all that shit when I was in college so I was like hey this like this speaks to, to a piece of me that I usually don't engage with and um you know Sean Bean he really he, you know he he digs in deep and he really goes for it. Um, like he, he's conjuring Ned Stark on the guillotine up there as he reads this poem sure. and I was like, man, all right, I kind of like look further into this game and, and then I see that it's getting decent reviews and, or pretty, like pretty good reviews for what it is, you know? So, um, I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to pick this game up. This will be a nice little, like, like, see, yeah, like, like you said, six to 10 hour, like story game that just, you, you go through a plague ridden rat infested land and try to like save your little brother or something. I think that's what the game is about.
1: Well, you're, um, I watched a quick look, uh, from Giant Bomb, and they were playing, I think, like the third level, and you're, you, you're, you have your brother with you. Like, he's with you at all times, and you're trying to, he's, he's super sick, not from the plague, but he's got something else, and you're, like, trying to. He's just
0: fucking tight as shit. He's wearing sunglasses, a tie-dye shirt, He's and just so fucking sick. He's got that fucking, he's skateboard. so sick, dude. He's
1: just fucking grinding on that rat he's on that way plague ahead rat of his trail. Time. Yeah. <laughs> dude, sunglasses <laughs> just fall from the sky and land on his face, and it just, you know. <laughs> Can't get, get, get rid of them. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, and it's like a it's kind of like a stealth game, right? Like so you're you're kind of sneaking yeah. around, and you're uh, and the, the section that I saw, you were in like the basement of a church, and uh, it's filled with the plague rats. Uh, but the plague rats hate light and fire, so like the goal was to direct your little brother to help you knock these like lanterns down, and you could light them from afar, and, and all that stuff. Like it's and then there's some sneaking around, some soldiers, so you can get into some places and things like that. It looked like it looked pretty simple. Um, but I'm not like for those types of games that are especially the, the kind of narrative driven games like that, like I don't necessarily want a lot of complicated bullshit. Yeah, like I'd rather just want like, it to be simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I'm, I, that, that's on my radar. I, um, I don't know, man. Like I, you know, I was, I was kind of looking at this game seven. Have you, have you seen anything like that? It's kind of a, Top down isometric. Um I think it, I may have only just heard the name or like y- seen him yeah. passing or something. Um it got put on my radar because that dude um oh his name just fucking just left me. Steven something. Yeah, I interviewed him for Don't Give Up Skeleton. Uh nice. He's friends with uh CJ and Patty. He's Ellie's husband, Steven uh some whatever his name is. Rhodes? Um, yes, thank you. Um so yeah. he he apparently wrote or worked on the game in and in, in some capacity. So he was tweeting about it when it originally came out and uh the trailers just look cool like it's kind of like a weird mix of sci-fi and fantasy and oh
0: yeah okay i know yeah, what you're talking about now it, yeah it
1: just looks it just looks kind of cool and that was on sale this week for like 30 bucks and i was like mm, i don't know yeah. though i don't know is it 30 dollars should i try it but yeah.
0: i'll, I'll i had told myself that. i wasn't buying more games like i was like i don't even know what i'm interested in like trails 2 is being re-released on, on ps4 trails gold steel 2 um on like june 4th like that's coming right around the corner it's that's coming up and i knew i was getting that but other than that, I, I just thought, well, I got a blank slate of video games, so I guess it's time to dive back into some other shit that, I, that I've missed over the last couple of years or whatever. But then I ended up buying Plague's Tale, still haven't played it, so we'll see what happens. I still haven't finished Devil May Cry 5, because I only play that like once every two weeks for you know two hours at a time. I like it. I just never play it. Are you, are you
1: like, you're this, you're this close to trails too. Like, are you just going to jump right into it? Like, or, cause I would feel like I would, that's what I, break. that's
0: what I tell myself, but yeah. I want it to have a, a big old break in between. So I might start it and then just like play it slowly in between other stuff. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Cause I don't want to lose uh, my momentum cause I never finished the second one on PS3 because I kind of did the same thing. I, f- I spent so long playing the first one. I got to the second one. I just like farted out and didn't play it anymore. Um, but I want to finish the second one this time because the third one is finally getting released in November. So that's my, that's my due date It's just get it done by November and I'll be good.
1: That's, that's still like, I mean, that's, that's a lot of time to be hanging out in the JRPG world, man. That's, it sure that's, is. That's, it's a lot of it hours.
0: It sure is. It doesn't help that I talk to every NPC at every occasion because that's, well, that's was the game I was just getting though, the, right? yeah, right. Basically you don't, you don't have to do any of that, but if you do, I feel like it, it's more enriching and I found myself like the final one of the final things you do before like any of the, the serious stuff happens is like a school festival because even though they're at a military academy and they're stopping terrorists from attacking the, their city or whatever you also gotta like put on a concert for your friends because you know it's, it's oh, a jrpg
1: so, so they're x-men is what i'm hearing <laughs> yeah i guess i guess they're x-men um in, in, a,
0: in more ways than one they're kind of like x-men um and I was kind of rushing through it, because, like, I don't give a shit, I've seen all this before, I've done this, and then I thought, no, I'm, I'm doing myself a disservice if I just suddenly, after talking to every NPC throughout this whole game, if I just don't follow up with anybody, like, there's this couple that has been arguing, they're not a couple, they were two friends who, one of them started acting weird, I'm just following their storyline, it's basically like, this dude likes this girl. Um, and he doesn't feel like he's good enough for her, and he just decides that he like wants to go make himself better, but he can't communicate his feelings to her, so she thinks that he's being cold. To- all this shit, and then finally, like, I get to this point where they're, they're on a date together, and I'm like, I would have missed that. It doesn't matter at all, but I followed that story for this whole fucking game for this whole eighty hours that I spent on the shit, sure. yeah. <laughs> and like, I needed to see that ending. I needed to see where this what this culminated in, and not just ignore it because I'm tired. And I want to beat the game, so I had to slow myself down, and I still haven't beat it. So here we are.
1: So you're you you were mentioning E3, uh, obviously, like you and I very much pay attention to this E3 bullshit. Like we're we're very much into it. We're watching yeah, Gamer Christmas, Gamer Christmas. We're we're all over it. Uh, it's it's gonna be weird this year because so many people have pulled out of like doing actual like yeah. presentations at E3. Microsoft is really the only like huge person that's gonna be doing like a standard E3 conference. Everyone else is doing like prepared stuff, and Sony has like. In a in a weird move for sony just been like yeah we announced the ps5 like here's a bunch of technical specifications for it yeah it's gonna gonna have an ssd it's gonna do like ray tracing it's gonna do all this stuff and like there's a bunch of leaked shit for you know how fast it loads spider-man and it's backwards compatible with ps4 which pretty much makes me gonna pick it up day one like there's no question Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. if i can play all my ps4 games um the only problem is i just hope i can transfer all of that shit i don't have to re-download it that's gonna be oh yeah Uh that was like a fourteen week process when I fucked up my up yeah, last time yeah. anyway uh what do what you were are you like excited about like is there something that can happen in e three I'm feeling kind of i'm feeling kind of bland about e three this year i, I
0: kinda... uh, there's that rumor going around about a about well that the this this part is not a rumor with George r. r. Martin author of Game of Thrones said that he um he consulted on a video game from japan yes and there was rumors from what months years ago um whatever it was about him working on um not not the next dark souls but the next FromSoft game uh, collaborating and,
1: with from software was, was yeah the,
0: and yeah. those rumors have resurfaced now and especially in light of his of his comment they're saying it's going to be revealed at the xbox uh presentation and that if what if whatever that is is real i would definitely be interested in that but um as far as what i know i'm probably gonna see i guess final fantasy 7 which i oh, keep telling yeah, myself yeah. that like square enix is gonna let me down no matter what happens but i i I can't. I can't help myself. I get a little excited.
1: What do you think that they would? Uh, like, what, what, how, what, what could they do to ruin that game for you? I mean, not ruin the game, but like, what, what, what could they do to make that remake not playable or make it not fun for you?
0: I mean, I know that it's still going to be episodic. And I'm fine oh, is to an it? Are extent, they still doing with that. that? They're they... still, yeah, they, they confirm wow. they're still making it episodic, which seems I don't like, I don't love like a
1: terrible idea. Yeah.
0: But if they're doing episodic as in like, Hey, this is a 90 minute thing or like a three hour thing. And it's, they're just going to keep releasing like 25 parts to this. That would suck. If it's like three really big parts or five big parts or whatever. I don't know. I don't really, I don't know what I would expect from that. Um, as long as they, they, can retell the story in an entertaining way and they don't nickel and dime you like to the to the t like they're gonna they're nickel and diming you um but if they can still retell that story in an effective way I'll, i will be happy um you know and, and make it fun to play uh so <laughs> it's yeah my hopes are still you know still there to some degree that they won't completely fuck it up i'll
1: uh i'll be curious like i think i've told you before my my, my experience with final fantasy seven is a little weird i was i was way too cool for it when it came out and uh i actually streamed I actually have like that the archives yeah. of that stream on my youtube but the ps4 version that's out now which you can like fast forward the combat and make yourself invincible and all that other stuff which i found very fun <laughs> like all that was very yeah. fun oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um and like getting to rename characters into stupid stuff like all of that was a lot of fun but uh it it looks really pretty. It also looks a lot like Final Fantasy 15 and I, mm-hmm. I, I that game has never like I've never been I I was tempted once to be before it came out. I was like, "Oh, well maybe." And then I was no, I just didn't. I'm just not going to go to Final Fantasy 15. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. this one has girls in it though. So that's cool. that's a huge change cuz 15 is just like I 15 I uh, I'm go- I don't want to go on a tangent cuz we're deep into this and we got to talk about supernatural, but hey, Fifteen? Is fucking, Do we? Is kind <laughs> I mean, of empty.
1: If we released in this podcast, that it was an hour and a half of us talking about E three and fifteen I mean, minutes of us talking about supernatural. Like I don't think it'd be people better. Are be
0: like, it'd be better, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Fifteen. Like Steve the other day mentioned to me, he's like, "So did you ever even play any of that DLC?" I was like, "No, I didn't," because I don't care about fucking like Prompto and whoever these like these fuckboys were. And I know that people like loved these characters, and I think that when I played it. I really liked the group dynamic of these, like, the four guys that you play as. But, like, the second that I stepped away from that game, everything about them left my mind. Like, everyone I would see posts would be like, oh, it's so sad, this tragic thing happened to this character. I'm like, that's not, I don't fucking care. Why would I care? Why do you care? Because, like, this is, everything was so flat and empty once you step away from it for, for a minute. Um, and I'm sure that that, if you play the DLC, it really does en- enrich the experience and enrich the characters. But I didn't want to. Like I got to the ending and I was like, okay, cool. I actually, I have to say, I do, I did really enjoy it as I was playing it because the gameplay was really fun. Um, and I had, I don't know if I was satisfied by the ending, but it, it was there was enough spectacle that I went, oh, okay. And then I, I stepped away from it, completely forgot about it like a week later, and realized that it was an incomplete game that that actually didn't tell me anything, and, and none of it really mattered. And then they they had this this roadmap set up for how they were going to improve and add all these DLCs and they did some of that and then they canceled it and then and now I know here I am just complaining um <laughs> and like that game was like it was fine and I got it, it, if I played it again I might have a good time with it I'm just talking shit uh it was it was totally fine um I think it didn't live up to the Final Fantasy name to some extent and people probably say that about 13 too but 13 at least felt like a more solid experience than 15 did
1: What's um? Um, Are we are we too early for Final Fantasy sixteen? Like we're we're
0: we're we're like years. There's there's like talk. I think that there's somebody was somebody at the company saying. Is there there
1: Final Fantasy chatter out there?
0: There's chatter. There's chatter on the on the airwaves. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the dude from Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO, who was saying something about sixteen, or if it was somebody else. I can't remember at this point. Um, kind of just referencing ideas and stuff that they would want to do for that, or where they want to take the series, or where they think it should go, or whatever because it's kind of been in a weird limbo for a while and um i think that their best bet which is they they had done kind of every couple of years was reset back to pure fantasy mm-hmm. um especially after like 6 7 and 8 which are like you know all in my opinion great games um they're but th- those are more of the the halfway point between i, I don't want to call them steampunk but they're like they're There's technology and there's still swords and there's gun swords and shit like that, you know, where and then at at nine, they did the hard reset like this is going back to fantasy back to the um, the origin of the series. Um, And I think that after going meandering through, you know, 10 and uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, the other numbers that lead up to 16 as you know them. (laughs) resetting on like a hard fantasy setting again. I I can do that in
1: three languages, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hell yeah.
0: Um, Don't ask me to do anything
1: else in in any other languages, but count to 16, but I got 16. I've got that covered.
0: (laughs) Donde estas la biblioteca? Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Yeah, but doing a hard reset to fantasy, I think would be a a good idea. And then let them like, let them reestablish their baseline, come up with a good combat system, um, focus on those things rather than, Let's try to innovate with our world and our sci-fi setting and all these strange, weird terminologies. Because Final Fantasy does always innovate in that weird, like, in that way. Like, Final Fantasy thirteen has some of, like, the weirdest fucking shit happening of all time. It's all gobbledygook. And I think if you look at it, it does kind of make sense. It's just not that cool. Um, Final Fantasy XIII is,
1: is the Brandon Sanderson Final Fantasy game to me. Cause yeah, i star- yeah, yeah, yeah. I have started that game probably three times. Uh, once this year, when I got the uh, when I got the new Xbox, because the, they oh, released yeah. that that super fancy, pretty version of the 360 one, which is backwards compatible, and it looks fucking gorgeous. And I got mm-hmm. like several hours in, but it's all fucking gobbledygook, man. I, I don't I don't know anything. I can't I couldn't tell you a single thing that's a proper noun in that game, and understand what it means. There's just a bunch of dudes and ladies. Pulse
0: like, Lassie and pulse Falsey. Oh, I'm like, geez, what? What do you mean, man? Like, What do just, you mean? This, what are these words? You know, that game has, like, it has a really great soundtrack. The combat system is fun when you get deep into it and it gives you some more freedom because for the first, like, 30 hours, you just press, like, attack. I beat that game twice. I don't know why I beat it twice, but I beat it twice. Um, which meant that I put put some decent time into it. But I don't, yeah, I didn't like most of the characters in it. Um, I liked some of them, but, uh, and I didn't. I didn't really understand the story to any extent. But at least they were trying new things. You know, I might not like what they did, but they were trying new things. They were experimenting, and, like, they were really, like, pushing the boundaries of, like, really going out there with their fantasy and not just keeping it the same old shit. Um, And they've they've always done that. Like, Seven is really fucking trippy, and, like, it's about evil corporations, but also, like, identity crisis and all just these, just, you know, concepts. They're throwing shit out there. And then Eight has, like, time-traveling witches and, like, child soldiers, and it's very weird. Uh, And then they reset with nine and then they got really weird with 10 and they just keep getting weirder and weirder. And I think now is the perfect time to reset and just reestablish, like, just give us like a cool fantasy RPG, uh, keep it simple and, and, and reestablish the things that make Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. And then you, Final Fantasy 17, get weird again, go for it. But we gotta, we gotta settle back down for a minute.
1: So probably no Final Fantasy news. I think the... The, the, neo 2 will probably get a big showing uh oh I, yeah i only played just a little bit of neo 1 and kind of always wanted to go back to it i'm not sure that i ever will at this point like i'll probably yeah. just get to the the one it's not the new one right like cause who gives mm-hmm. a fuck mm-hmm. about the plot like i don't care i
0: i beat that whole game uh, yeah. i don't think no, that no, there's anything you need thing. to know
1: <laughs> but i I'm I'm, in, I'm sitting here struggling to think like um mario maker 2 I, i'm gonna be very interested in but like nintendo always is so weird with their like here's a 30 minute pre-cut mm-hmm, video and mm-hmm. then like five hours of tree time or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh <laughs> and that what they call it tree tree house. Right. Yeah, tree tree house. House. yeah. Um where they and that's cool. Like you can get to see people playing the games and talking to the developers and cool and stuff like that, which is interesting. But like at a certain point, like I know I'm going to buy Mario Maker 2. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't need someone to tell me all of the all of the stuff about it. Like I'll just buy it. Uh but I don't know like like we're not going to see Metroid we're not going to see a new Zelda game. We're not going we to see a Mario game. We need to see Animal
0: Crossing. I want fucking Animal Crossing I'm on my Nintendo Switch.
1: Um, I've never played but, an Animal Crossing game, but I I feel you. Like I know, like I've, I've I've the only reason I haven't is because like I've never really enjoyed any of. The, I'm going to get so much shit for this. I've never enjoyed like hardly any of the Nintendo DS versions. Like I liked my DS Lite, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I just didn't. It wasn't, I'm just not going to play like a 40-hour game on it, right? Like, I'm just not going
0: to do it. Those were basically just my Fire Emblem machines. Sure, Um, yeah. That's all I've really ever used Nintendo handhelds for. I would always end up with a bunch of games because, like, I was like a teenager in my early 20s, and I was like, oh, I got to play this Mario game, I guess? Or this random RPG that I'm not going to finish? Like, I always bought a lot of games that I didn't play on 3DS. And it would always just be like the one Fire Emblem game I'd sink a ton of time into. Or an Animal Crossing game, <laughs> because yep. apparently I like Animal Crossing. Um, it was actually weird in high school, like senior year of high school. Me and the bros all got Animal Crossing. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we would like play it in English class, because we just didn't ever do anything in that class. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'd like share fruits and shit. It was, uh, it was weird. It was a weird time. It was fun, though. Um, yeah, I don't even know. It was like what?
1: that four weeks that we were all into, um, oh, what the fuck was like uh, Mitomo. Mitomo or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a that was a good time. It
0: was um, a good time. It was a cherished
1: memory. A cherished really, memory. Like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like flat about E3. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm still going to be there. Like I want to see like Sony's not going to do their big conference, but they're going to have like stuff. So I definitely am curious to see if they're going to do any PS5 stuff or if we're going to see um I mean, you know, Last of Us 2 and mm-hmm. uh Ghost of Tsunami Tsushima. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um what's Ghost the other one? Ghost of Tsunami. Ghost of Tsunami definitely. Yeah. Um Oh, it's the kojima game um
0: uh death stranding that's not a video game that's a social experiment i'm positive it's, yeah, absolutely. it's just like it's a marketing thing that he's because he's selling so much merch and action figures for and this game's not real i don't even, I, you can't convince me that this game is real until it's out until i can play it and put it on my ps4 uh you can't convince me it's real
1: i um i don't think it'll be out on ps4 i think they're gonna skip straight to ps5 yeah but I, think it, I think i think it won't come out So that's, that's, I'm with you there. (laughs) Look, I've been saying that for like three years. I've I've been saying that back when I was on Dark Insight. Like that was how far back I've been saying that. And nobody ever, but no, no, man, it's definitely coming out. I'm like, nope, nope, it's not a real video game. I just, I just went to Norman Reedus's mouth and saw a baby. Like that's, that's a weird Mm. thing to happen. And it's not a real video game. Uh, This,
0: this dude could have been making a cool uh, horror game, but he didn't. He's just making like the, like the human soul, the video game (laughs) or whatever he's up to. I, um, oh man, like everyone's like, so,
1: uh, so everyone gets really excited about PT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for people that out there that don't know that PT was this like weird free demo that you could just download. Um, and it turns out that it was like a preview for a new Silent Hill game that Kojima was going to direct, that Norman Reedus was going to be in, that, uh, the big director guy whose name is Escaping Man. Uh, Guillermo um, del Toro. Guillermo del Toro uh was going to help out or consult on or whatever so people got like super fucking excited why can't they just do that but without Silent Hill? Like, why that's, can't they
0: just... It, I mean, like, you could just make that game, right? It's like, baffling you could just that they just didn't do that. That they just didn't say, okay, you know what, now it's called um, yeah, um, Misty Valley. Like, that's doesn't yeah. have to be um, Silent Hill. Okay, But we can still... Shade do, Tree Road. <laughs> yeah, like, it's fine. Anything. Shade Tree Road is a great name for a horror game. Like <laughs> o- Occluded Avenue. <laughs> yeah, anything. Anything, you guys. Because that, like, that shook everybody. And I get why he would, like, not want to do it, but it was so exciting. It's one of the only games that ever, like, really, like, scared me, you know, it unsettled, and I played it, I am, was weirdly a huge PT fan. I played that that demo a lot, I would have different people over, different friends, like, my sister I had her come over and see this thing, because I just thought it was so unsettling and so creepy, and, like, even though it got old, because it's not, there's not very much to that demo, uh, yeah. it was still... Mm-hmm. It was still really cool to to kind of dig into it and and find if there's any little secrets or anything that I hadn't noticed before, and have other people get scared by it. And I did continuously seem to find new little things that I hadn't noticed before, and it was very cool. Um, and I don't I don't have it on my PS4 anymore. Um, I transferred it from my, my PS4 to my Pro, and that Pro broke, and I had to exchange it. And I don't think that I was able to like re obviously retransfer to my new PlayStation pro. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that I have, the only hope that I have is that if it's on, if I, um, go on my profile on Jess's PS4, cause I gave her my old PS4. If I go on my profile there, that it's still accessible from there because oh, i don't think be. i yeah. i don't think i deleted it i think i kept it on there because i thought yeah, it's pt you can't download it anymore yeah um but yeah there's a good chance that i that i have lost it which is a shame i was very proud to still have that on my uh ps4 for so long but uh say la Levy. any any
1: any big hopes and dreams for e3 something coming out of nowhere that you would really be no, into i
0: don't know i don't know uh yeah. witcher 4 that's not gonna happen um Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, I guess 8. we'll
1: probably see more of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, just even if they just said, yeah, original Final Fantasy VIII, uh, on, on Switch, like all the other ones, that'd be, that'd be my moment of E3, but it's not gonna happen. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I may, I, I wish, like, I'm really excited, looking forward to, uh, The Elder Scrolls someday, but that, we're not gonna hear about that for a couple of years. So, yeah. and, and, you know, Bethesda just keeps fucking everything up, so. We'll see what happens.
1: I'm uh I'm looking forward to like obviously from Software rumors like that you know them doing a Norse mm-hmm. game uh that can, can potentially be consulted on with by George R R Martin is something that's really interesting. Um, I'm deep into the Expanse books again for the second or third time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um those guys uh have consulted with From Software in the past and like the idea of them doing a sci-fi game with their that kind of input and that kind of world building I think would be very exciting. Um, I yeah. don't know that they will announce two big AAA games at the same E3 though. Like that seems kind of bonkers, especially how close we are to mm-hmm. Sekiro. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just like smaller studios, right? Like I want to see Devo- what Devolver Digital comes out with. Like I want to mm-hmm. see crazy shit from them, and I want to see they're a publisher, not a development studio. But you know what I mean. Like I just want to mm-hmm. see a bunch of like weird, random stuff that is just is yeah, I would never I think
0: expect. I I would want to be surprised. I want to see some game that I've never heard of before and go, holy shit, that looks really cool. I want to play that. Um, and that's what I hope like, Microsoft does. I hope
1: Microsoft yeah. just comes out and fucking just, because I, I have an Xbox One, like, make yeah. me turn that bad same. boy on. Same.
0: <laughs> they did that last year. Like, like they announced Devil May Cry 5. Like, they announced yeah. all these games that I ended up wanting and playing. Um, A game oh, cool which you played on PS4. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it would be cool to see, uh, I think they announced Sekiro at the same time. Um, and Resident Evil. I, I mean, I obviously, I loved Resident Evil. Um, the The second remake was really good. Oh, it would be cool to see uh, remake of the third game, which I'm pretty sure that they said they're working on it. Um, yeah. Or Re- uh, Resident Evil Eight because Seven was a couple years ago now, so it would make sense for them to do a new one. Um, I'd be yeah, I'd be excited to see that. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's it. Should we, <laughs> should we talk about Supernatural? Yeah, we should probably talk about Supernatural. <clears throat> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. See if we can, see if we can get this done in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, dude. People would be so. Surprise, because we we go long in the outtakes, but we don't usually we don't do go that. this
1: long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm and we don't like, go this
0: short. None of this.
1: Yeah, let's get into it.